I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alenios Podcast. I'm Smith, here with, as usual... Seth. And we're doing it right here in the podcast. Yep. We skipped a week. We don't have a reason for that. We just did it. Felt like doing we it. We took a bye week. It's a sports thing. Look, we're not getting paid, right? So That's true. Once we start getting paid, we'll do, we'll do an episode on time every week. Yeah, we I agree really with that. Because, like, I ha- I go to work every day because I get paid, you know? That's true. That's how it works. It's true. You shouldn't work free unless you unless you enjoy it. And even then, you still get paid. Yep. All right. Well, we're in, I think it's like day 31 of the shutdown. Longest one in American history. Uh, not much changed here uh, for us, anyways. But yeah, it's, uh, I've heard it's getting bad. Yeah, so maybe you know this. I don't know much about government shutdowns. Can you explain to me why people who are in the like the TSA ha- have to keep working? Like they have no option, even though they don't get paid. Uh, they don't have to keep working. They get they they get recalled to work. You're still free to not show up. However, you are not free to strike. Is the thing, which I'm not sure how you reconcile those two things. If a person is not required to show up for work and also can't strike, that I mean, are you? Well, what's this? What's the cutoff? I wonder. What's the number of people who had to not show up for it to be a strike? Yeah. What? How do you define? Does a, does the strike mean you have to be like rioting? Do you have to like have signs, or can it just be everyone not showing up for work? It's really weird. And so the basic idea is you'll show up for work and you won't get paid. But when the government opens back up, they'll pass a bill that will let you get paid for the time that you didn't uh, get paid before. Uh, And that's pretty much the promise. But the thing is, is that if the shotgun goes on too long, then your savings run out and you really just can't work. Like you have to take another job somewhere else because how are you going to feed yourself? Yeah, how are you going to pay rent? And let's not forget that 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So, yeah, for a lot of these workers, these TSA workers and other places, they're just like, we can't fucking uh, do this. We have to find new work because we need to, to get paid to eat. Yeah, and not so, getting paid for a month is a little rough for most people. Yeah, I'm not sure I could do it. I mean, if I get paid for a month, yeah. I'm not sure I have the savings to pull it off. Hmm. And so... We're we're seeing what's gonna happen next. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting uh, how long this shutdown goes on. Do you did you did you see the thing uh, on Saturday where Trump was like, "I'm gonna make a big announcement at three o'clock." Did you see that? No. He had this big old thing. We're having a big major emergency announcement about the about the the, the government shutdown, and everyone thought it was gonna be the 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 state of emergency, and we're gonna we're gonna order the, the military to build the wall or whatever, and then we we could finally just pass the bills and be done with it and, and stop the shutdown. But it wasn't. It wasn't. He came up there, big fucking orange pasty looking blob, and and started just bloviating. And he's saying all this dumb shit about like uh, human trafficking and drugs and coyotes and and angel parents and whatnot. And then proceeds to just say, "I have a deal for them," and the deal is the exact same thing he was already saying we were gonna do. With nothing, with no, with no, like, anything new. It was already a deal that, that the, the, the Congressional Democrats had said no to. So we all got ourselves excited to watch this big announcement. And it was just the same shit. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't even um, conscious for that. Because that would, I, I pretty much see where that was going to go from a mile away. Like, um, I was sitting there thinking, we're finally going to do something interesting here, right? We're, we're going to finally get some, some rubber to meet the road. Nope, just more boring shit. Yeah, and then I don't know. I don't know if this was before or after he claimed that there's a border wall in San Antonio, which is hundreds of miles from the border and also has no wall. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But that was another incredible move by uh, the most powerful, one of the most powerful men in the world. I'll say this: um, I don't really give them much credit, as we all know. But it's interesting to see the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi and whatnot holding strong on this whole wall thing, because I thought they would trade it away for something else, right? Like a tunnel in New York or or electoral reform or something. They haven't said they haven't done that. They've they've held on pretty strong, and I think it's because the wall is such a hated concept. Among their base, they can't. They can't give ground on this. Yeah. And Trump, he also can't give ground because the wall was what he got elected to do. It was like his whole purpose for being president. So yeah, we were just in a real gridlock. I'll actually give it, give it to him. I actually thought that as soon as he got into office, he was going to entirely give up on the wall. Because he, even he realized it was going to be a bad idea. But no, he, uh, he actually stuck with it after a year. So, surprise there. I guess he's thinking about 2020. Yeah. Got liberals and promises, which people call me crazy. I still think that 2020 is, is his is his year to lose, right? Like, he's got the advantage. He's got the incumbency advantage. He's got uh, uh, a lot of his base is still fired up, ready to go. They've been, he's kept them whipped up to a froth. I mean, I don't think the Democrats can take it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it just it's just contingent on them producing some kind of actual candidate. Oh man, and things are not there's so good many. I say there's so many sparse people here and there, none of which actually look good. None of which I think are going to be able to inspire some kind of, you know, fire like um, Obama did back when he ran. Because like, I mean, whether you like him or not, he had that. He had that X factor. They guess oh, yeah, he could vote for you. Definitely a charismatic dude who could, who yeah. could win and votes. They just those those Democrats just don't exist anymore. I don't know. I guess we only ever had one in, in the 2000s, and it was him. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of folks put a lot of stock in that Beto O'Rourke guy because he can talk like Obama. Like, literally, that's his whole strategy, talk like Obama with vague, you know, reassuring yeah. notions and that cadence. But, I mean, here's the thing. It's just, I'm not sure it'll work. We, white Obama is not going to work out. Yeah, we got we got to produce something something with some fire to it, you know? That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons also, Trump Kamala is so Harris. successful. Kamala Harris announced her, her run today. Do you see that? Really? Yeah, she is. She's officially running for 2020, and a lot of folks are calling her the front runner uh, already. And I, I'm just saying, I'm not voting for a fucking cop. Yeah, I'm not super excited about that one. So I'm sure. I'm sure that here's the thing, dude. I'm so sure that this election that we're going to have is going to be her running on the platform of, I'm a prosecutor. I put criminals in behind bars, and Donald Trump's a criminal. And that's going to be her whole campaign. I just Damn. know it, dude. Yeah, you probably just, probably just pitched that one uh, straight into the right field. I don't know any baseball terms. Um, right down the line. You, you did it down the line. You're batting above 500 or whatever's uh, good. It hurts me, man. It hurts me. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, being hurt... Um, one of the big things that's been in the news, um, over the past, you know, four or five days is that during a, um, protest of the women's march, um, so basically a, a, a protest for, you know, women to not have uh, authority over their own reproductive rights. The March for um, Life, right? Yes. The March for Life happened. Um, and during it, there are also some other protests going on and, uh, one of the a popular videos that's been uh, passed around Twitter and Reddit and everything is of a Native American man who is protesting the border wall um, while this smug, fucking, disgusting excuse for a young American just stands in front of him and makes the stupidest fucking face. And... I... There, there's very few things these days that especially ever since Trump got in office that have really fired me up to be this fucking angry. But this, this, this is really pushing me over the line lately. I gotta say. Yeah. This, this rosy cheeked, uh, uh, grinning little, uh, white kid is just like right up in this guy's face. And the thing about it is to me is this is a grin that I've seen before. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of folks have seen it, but I mean, I know it's weird for us because we're white, but I've seen that grin on people before and it, it is the grin of white supremacy. It just is. Yeah. And so it is. And so there's so many things that I want to deconstruct about this one scene. I'm sure everyone's seen the video. Um, so there's a couple things I want to deconstruct. One is 
Um, yeah, the kid is an asshole, clearly. Um, but something that is also the, probably the most disturbing part about the video to me is that all of his friends are there as well. I'm assuming they're his friends, or at least like-minded individuals, who are all about his age. Let's say they're in between the ages of like 13 and 16, mm-hmm. which is insanely young um, to be at a rally like this. Um, and the, the, the scariest thing about this whole video is that these kids, they have this like look on their face and this, this passion almost where they feel like they haven't figured out. They feel like they are on the right side of history. They feel like, though this is this is what's right. I I'm a, a fucking thirteen year old kid, and I know what's best for the whole fucking world. Um, they look at this man, and they don't they don't know anything about the struggles of a Native American person or minority. They're probably they probably don't even know the struggles of a middle class person. They are they're obviously very privileged white kids who haven't faced hardships and don't actually know. Don't even understand the ramification, ramifications of this president that they support. They don't even understand our political system enough to understand the ramifications of this president they support. And they're all so fucking sure of themselves as they taunt this man mm-hmm. who is just trying to stand up for something that he believes in. And because his people have been treated like absolute goddamn garbage ever since the day white people stood on this, con- on this continent. And their parents are there too, and their parents are doing the same thing. Their parents, who should obviously fucking know better, but don't because they're fucking idiots. And the sh- just the sure mindedness of these kids really pushed me over the line. I could, it just, it's really blown a gasket for me. I mean, I've been saying for years now that the future of America is uh, communists versus Nazis. And this, re- this, this has reinforced that worldview for me. Yes, but the probably the second worst part about this video is one. I'm gonna go ahead and um, condemn a bunch of people who are at this thing because one thing that always comes to mind when I see things like this is that someone is recording this video. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty understandable. Somebody is recording this video, and there's obviously people there who. The Native American man isn't the only one who's on his side, I'm assuming. It's not just one guy by himself. And I don't care um, about nonviolence or um, anything like that when it comes to this. Everyone who was there, who was watching, who was on what I would be considered the right side, should feel ashamed of themselves for not actually physically separating this kid from what he was doing. You you don't have to, like, haul off and beat the kid. There's nonviolent ways to get the kid to move. Mm-hmm. But the fact that every, they just stood there and watched this kid be a smug fucking asshole is absolutely disgusting to me. There's yeah. no, like, there's nothing, if I was, I mean, I know this is I'm, it's one of those if I was there scenarios, but if I was there, you could not have stopped me from making that kid move. He's not, he's not going to stand there for much longer. And everyone should feel ashamed of themselves. And have you seen how the media has been trying to like both sides of this shit so hard? Yeah. And I would just, Real quick, before we talk about that, I wanted to, um, when I, when I first saw this video, what immediately came to my mind was um, a lyric from a song called um, That Part by Schoolboy Q, um, a remix of the song. And it's kind of about the, um, you know, Alton, Alton Sterling, right? A little um, bit, yeah. Yeah, the, the black guy who was killed by the cops. Mm-hmm. You know, happens a lot. Um, so, in this song... He has a, a lyric that goes, Enemies got a bob and weave, gangbanging like we stand for something. When Alton Sterling getting killed for nothing, two cowards in the car, they're just there to film, saying Black Lives Matter should have died with him. Um, and that that's lyric, always, I always think of that lyric when I see things like this, because like I said, there are people there who are filming, there are people there who should be on the right side and have the power to stand up. Maybe you have to face an angry mob. Maybe you take some licks yourself. But it's definitely fucking worth it to stand up for the right thing. And like you're talking about this whole both sides thing. One thing that I hate the most about this is that everyone is like, they're like, he shouldn't disrespect the Native American man. He's a Vietnam vet. He's like done all this community leadership. And yeah, that's great. But he shouldn't have to have done all that stuff to earn respect. 
He can just be he could just be a regular Native American man who never went to war, never did any leadership. He still doesn't deserve to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's weird that every post you see is like, oh, all the accol- accolades of this man. And yeah, they're great. But he still even if he's nothing, he doesn't deserve this kind of treatment. Right. And so yeah, all of it's just been really pissing me off. Yeah. The thing I've seen is Jake Tapper, you know him? Mm-hmm. He's a fucking uh, liberal journalist, I guess. He's a centrist more than anything. Has said that the true story, the, the the longer video reveals the truth of this event, which is that from what I can gather, I've watched the video, and it does not say what they, th- what they, th- what they say that it says, right? Uh, the, indigenous people's, the Indigenous People's March were on their way to the Washington Monument when... They came across these kids from Covington, a Catholic high school or school or whatever, uh, confronting some black Israelites. Do you know what those are? Are those like Zionists? They're sort of, they're, I mean, they're, they're like, they're like, uh, uh, kind of like a religion for, for, uh, certain black people who believe that, uh, black people are the true Jews or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's actually a popular rapper who's, who's like that and he has a lot of songs about it. Yeah. They're just they're just kind of a weird, wacky sort of like uh, group, right? And they're, yeah. they they're, they're always hauling off, talking about like honkies and stuff. And for most folks, it's just amusing. These kids, of course, are huge racists. They're getting in the face of these guys, and the indigenous marchers coming through there. And they were claiming that the, this guy, the, the guy with the drum, walked up to the kid and got in his face. And it's like he walks up into this group trying to get through them or whatever. And they surround him. And this kid, clearly Nicholas Sandman, by the way, is his name. He walks up and gets in his face, and I'm just like, you. I mean, why are y'all trying to make this into a thing where it's like, oh, really? The left was wrong, or whatever, or liberals got the story wrong. Of course, it's like, fuck off with this shit. Like, we know the truth. It's you don't have to. You don't have to fucking try and and lie and 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 get around it. We know what fucking really happened. It's. I mean, anyone with even who who were with eyeballs who watched the short video knew how we got to this point, right? Yeah. It's and not a mystery. The, the funniest thing to me is that the uh, you mentioned the school that he went to. They actually went. And they had to make their Twitter account private, but they didn't hide their bio or take anything out of it. Where their and their bio is like, oh, we treat um, young men to be like strong members of society with like mindfulness for spirituality and like respect for others. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you guys are just full of shit. Well, have you seen the, the pictures of their their uh, students dressing in blackface? To intimidate black athletes at games? I have not, but that does not sound unlike something uh, that they would do. There's a video of them also in blackface in the back in the bed of a pickup truck rolling up to a, a game of basketball, like just, you know, trying to scream at black people who are, who are coming to play or watch the game. It's like, yeah, you guys are doing a real fucking good job over there at Covington fucking Catholic, Don't which is in North people, Kentucky, by the way. Don't you know people just get so mad that black people are better than them at something? Oh my god! And the way they were, the way they were dancing to the music as well was like—I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Black people invented most kinds of dance. Let's yes. just go ahead and get out. Especially of there. modern dance, yeah, exactly. And they're doing that, and I'm just like, it's so amazing how racists can be racist, but also co-opt the culture of people they hate. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like you know, a famous example of that is—I mean, not maybe not co-opt in the culture, but people like Donald Sterling, the former owner of um, the Los Angeles Clippers. He was a racist guy. He he just he thought the black people were just like his slaves. But he still like whenever whenever one of them was like getting out of college and was looking for teams to go to, he's like courtships them and like, oh yeah, come play for me. I'm I'm your guy. Kiss their feet. But then like calls them the N word when they're not looking. That's like and it's like fucking awful. That's like one of the highest expressions of of white supremacy is like you act all nice or whatever to their face, but then behind their back you like call them racial slurs and shit. But also you have you have total power over their entire life, right? If you, they just please you anyway, you could ruin their existence. Yeah. But these kids, by the way, this high school Covington uh, a Catholic, they have a yearly trip to the March for Life. Did you know that? That's so that's so fucked up to me. I can safely, I can safely say, Seth. Anyone who has a yearly visit to the March for Life could be as shot a school-sanctioned the, event. Yeah, they could all be shot into the fucking sun. They would lose nothing of value. Yeah, and it's it's always. Um, I saw a bunch of people whose their commentary on this was, you know, 
a thing with it, especially liberals like to tell themselves is, oh, one day the old racist generation is going to die off. These kids are like 14 years old. Right. They're just as fucking racist as their parents. They're not dying anytime soon. And I'll tell you something. This is be unpopular with some people, but fuck those people. Is this is definitely more of a class thing than it is a race thing. Exactly. Because those kids are rich. They are not poor. Yeah. They're obviously, you can tell, I mean, you can tell, you can see the privilege in their fucking face. And you look at their school and it's a private school for Catholic kids. Of course they're, and it's, it's in one of the wealthiest uh, uh, suburbs in, in Kentucky. We know who goes there. Yeah. We actually are close to a place like that, Seth. Do you remember uh, uh, where we live? There's a place called David Emanuel Academy. Yeah. Do you ever meet one white kid from DEA who wasn't a huge racist? No. Or um, we also had a Christian Academy, Pinewood, that was also pretty terrible. It's like... Um, yeah, they saw it's it like fucking terrible places. Do you want to hear something interesting, by the way, about, about both, both about Covington County and DEA? Tell me. Guess which year, what year they were founded in. I have no idea. Okay, we'll be, oh, sorry, make sense for a second. 1969. Really? That was the same year the schools got integrated yeah. in the South. Yeah, that was the year after the Civil Rights Act. And they both had the same thing in their bios where it was like concerned parents uh, who didn't like government overreach decided to found schools for their kids. And I'm like, yeah, all right, we know the fucking score. So racist white people decided to start schools to breed more racist white people. Exactly. It's like, I hate this, the stereotype of the South of being full of racist people. I mean, it is. There's there's lots of racists down here. There's racists yeah. everywhere. There's lots of it down here. But I hate the fact that the stereotype is always, you know, ooh, a toothless hillbilly with uh, with one fucking suspender undone in a, in a pickup truck with a, a shotgun or whatever. When really, those people are, I mean, they, they're definitely racist, but the, the real, the primo racist, the most crystallized form of racism comes from these fucking rich white kids in their private schools who never talked to a single black person in their entire life. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, honestly, especially, like, with, with time, like, as I grew up there, I noticed a lot of stuff like that. that people, like, at, at first, like, yeah, everybody was pretty racist. But then, like, over time, like, regular-ass people I met every day were just, like, they're like, yeah, we're, we're kind of all in this stupid struggle together. They didn't actually, they kind of dropped most of their racist notions. But the rich people never had to, because they were never in it together. Yeah, it's like, um, we went to public school, so we were exposed to people of other races and, and, and yeah. creeds. And we, we were, I mean, I hate to say it, but... School school integration was the best thing that ever happened to white people in the South because or everywhere really because we were forced we were forced to acknowledge the humanity of, of black people and I think it it really helped a, a, the next generation be less horribly racist than the last one. Yeah, I mean our school was I mean for for the area it was in was incredibly diverse. I mean just I mean I think it might have been like a you know maybe forty thirty split between black and white and then you know hispanic and asian fill in other parts i looked it up actually and when i went to school when you went to school it was roughly a like a 40 60 and now it's more of a 50 50 if you include um, um hispanic students in there damn i was fucking close you were dude it's we have people people always have this vision of the rural south as being all white people forever but no, it's not. That's the middle of the country. That's the that's like the fucking uh, the Virginia region of the world. Down here where slavery was big, there's a lot of black people, and they yeah. go to the same schools as poor white kids. Yeah, I mean, you don't have... There's not a lot of options. You have to. And the rich and white kids are the ones awesome. who are insulated, and they're the ones who come out the most racist. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, even the rich kids that go to public school come out fucking racist as shit, because they still don't have to deal with any of the same struggles that everybody else does. Yeah. So these, and, and one thing I also saw is the Poindexters on the internet, and this is going to sound bad, but whatever, who were like, uh, they were chanting, build the wall at a Native American man. Don't they see the irony in that? No! They don't give a fuck about irony, you moron! It's not about where they came from, it's the fact that they're not fucking white! Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite things, is people are like, oh, well, you know, historically, I'm like, yeah, here's the fucking thing. Sure, you're right. It's awesome. But that's not what matters here. What matters here is, once again, like I said in the beginning, these kids don't even give up. These probably kids don't, probably don't even actually know what happened to Native Americans because their school probably whitewashed the goddamn history. That is so, true. Exactly. So they don't... What, what comes out of being historically accurate doesn't even fucking matter at this point because they are literally just vitriolic racist kids who are spouting out nonsense. About st I mean, they're not even well-educated and... 
this is just what this is the product of that. This is the product of racist white people whitewashing education and continuing to educate people in that same way for generations. Dude, long before I ever learned about Nazis or or race science in school, I had a kid from DEA one time at Sunday school tell me that black people were inferior because of the, the shape of their skulls. Damn, what a scientist. And I was, as a child, I was like, well, that's bullshit. Obviously, I know black kids and they're, 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 they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. But now I look back on it and I'm like, holy fuck, where did that kid hear that from? Yeah, who told him that? Um, because the, fa- the sad thing is I don't know if it would be his parent or his science teacher or maybe even the Sunday school teacher. Who knows? It's rough, man. It's very, very fucking rough. But in, in my, my anger towards this situation that happened with Native American man, I thought, what is something that we could do that would troll a little bit. What would be something we could just put out there into the world and kind of make people mad? And I thought of what it is. Okay. I think that we should start a petition to abolish Columbus Day and change it to Alexander Ocasio-Cortez Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see... Because obviously it's a ridiculous thing. I mean, we should get rid of Columbus Day. But obviously mm-hmm. she hasn't left enough of a political mark to have a day yet. But I just want to put that out there because as we know right now, all of... The conservatives and the GOP are so horny because they're like, they're so mad that she even exists. So I just want to put that out there to just see what their reaction would be. Dude, every day it becomes more apparent that their their horniness is what drives their anger. Yeah, and speaking of um, AOC, she did like a actual like cool move the other day. Oh yeah, um, uh, you want you want to explain it? No, tell him you're you, you know about H Bomber guy. Uh, yeah, H Bomber guy is a YouTuber, um, a Twitter guy or whatever. He was a, a leftist, um, who was mostly known for doing like long and detailed take takedowns of like alt right, uh, like GamerGate type people, and also like videos about uh, like uh, why Sherlock is bad and why Fallout Three is bad and stuff like that. Um, but recently decided to do a, a mega stream, like a 60-hour stream of Donkey Kong 64, which in case folks don't know, that's one of the worst games ever made. Absolute trash garbage game. Terrible idea. And Damn. he's going to do it in support of um, a, a charity in uh, Britain called Mermaids, which is uh, which supports trans youth, right? Because, um, do you know who Graham Lynham is, Seth? Never heard of him. He is the writer uh, of IT Crowd and Black Books oh, yeah. and Father Ted and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I do know that guy. He's on Twitter as a Glenner, and he is he is uh, one of the biggest anti-transgender people on Twitter. Like he is huge, huge anti-trans. Really? Yeah, dude. That fucking, is awful. Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. He's like. I- the IT crowd's like one of my favorite shows. Oh, dude, 100% ruined in my opinion. Like, That's so sad. So he's huge anti-transgender, and his complaining about it helped get uh, Mermaid's um, funding from the government stripped. So Bomber Guy, uh, or Harris, I guess, said that he was going to um, do a stream to support them and, and raise money for charity. And do you know how much they ended up raising stuff? No. Like $340,000. Wow. I did not know he had that kind of pull. That's incredible. And he had some amazing names come onto the stream. Like uh, John Romero from Daikatana. And I guess Doom too. Nice. And the guy who actually does the voice for Donkey Kong came onto the stream and said trans rights in Donkey Kong's voice. Nice. Uh, He got uh, Chuck Tingle on there. Um, Okay. He got Adam Conover, I believe. Damn. Um, Matthew Mercer, uh, just a, a lot of, uh, he got, he got a couple of, of other podcasters and YouTube people on there. And I think ContraPoints came on for a minute, but the biggest get, as you were alluding to was AOC. Yeah. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez drops in on this stream and just really just puts it to him. Yeah. Like she's there. Just, she didn't even have to like be there for long. Just her being there shattered so many like first of all a bunch of old people had to learn what twitch was mm-hmm. they had to learn what a video game was <laughs> well actually they had, they learned what the internet was then mm-hmm. they learned twitch then they learned video games and then they were like okay some people watch people play video games then they had to learn what trans people were 
<laughs> and then they were like, wait, she was there? And now, they, now they're mad all over again. Oh, yeah. And it's so weird to me how excited I was to hear a politician of any kind say trans rights because that's so fucking rare. It's one thing the Democratic Party still was kind of iffy about touching. Yeah, because they didn't, uh, once again, because they have no spines and don't care about actually making any strong stance for anything. That's true. But yeah, so but she, yeah. Sh- she showed up for a little while and you could tell that he was, uh, the uh, bomber guy just didn't know how to react to the fact that a, a sitting congresswoman was on his stream. Uh, my favorite part though was when he asked her if she knew how to turn the power on in the in the level he was in, and she said that it was a gap in her knowledge that she did not have a sixty four, but her cousin did, and the N sixty four was the best console ever. Damn. I'm She's glad it down. representation exists. So this is it. That's great. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh, she said her cousin had one." Can someone who's, like, abnormally wet and always wears a bow tie investigate this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I first of all, the, uh, the, the a big, big props age bomber guy. He looked like he was dying by the end of the stream. Like, I thought he was going to fucking uh, croak on, on on camera. It was pretty rough. But, but man. Yeah, shout he, outs. And the that's whole a, time. That's a cool thing to do. Oh, yeah. And hold, the whole time, by the way, Graham Lynham was just melting down on Twitter about this. That's funny. And just driving more and more viewers to, to the stream and, and donations in the process. Because he, he couldn't stop being mad about it. Damn, dude. I just had some wall shattered in my mind from the Graham <laughs> Lynham stuff. It sucks, man. It really sucks. It really sucks. Because IT Crowd, that's like one of the shows I recommend to anybody I can. I'm like, if you want like a half hour comedy and you don't mind British people, it's the best thing you can see. And you but don't damn. mind British people. I mean, some people don't like to watch like British shows. Some people are like, I just don't want that. Seth, that reminds me. Can we, can we digress for a second? How about the Brit Box? What about the Brit Box? You seen these commercials for the Brit Box? Mm-mm. So you don't know what this is, do you? No. It's like a TV subscription service for British people. It's like. It's like a British guy. He's like, are you in America? You're British. You don't watch British. Are you just like British stuff and you're in America? You don't watch British shows? Get BritBox. And it's like a channel, I guess, on Roku or Amazon or something. And it just shows like BBC shit. It's like the weirdest. It's the weirdest channel I've ever seen in my life. What a great name for it, though. Oh, yeah. BritBox is very good. They had to workshop that for years. (laughs) Um Oh, yeah, that's, that that's weird. I mean, most people, I mean, there's lots of places that show BBC shows, so that's interesting. Yeah. It's like, this is all Britain, maybe. 100% of the time, all British stuff. Also, I don't think British people come here anymore. <laughs> Why would I, they? I, I don't, I have, honestly, like 100%, I've never met a British person who was living in America, ever. I met, I met one couple one time that passed through our town on the interstate. I don't know what the fuck they were doing in Georgia. That's the only British people I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. That's so crazy. I guess that used to be a thing, but yeah, you don't, you never meet anybody like that anymore. So that's just strange. I think there was a short period of time recently when Brexit, ha- when Brexit happened or was started to happen. And they were like, fuck, better come to America. And then Trump won and they were like, fuck, better go back to Britain, I guess. Yeah. They thought about it for two seconds and were like, eh, Canada. I think Canada's Canada. I think Canada's heading towards its own right wing nightmare. But we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we'll see. They're kind of on. They're kind of riding a high right now. But you know, everything comes down. That's true. That is true. But you you were speaking earlier about a, a, a perpetually wet man in a bow tie to uh, investigate some crimes, mm-hmm. and that, I wanted to loop back real quick to the March for Life for one of my favorite events that's ever happened. Which is that Ben Shapiro did a live podcast recording at the March for Life. And during the fucking thing, he read his ads, Seth. Yes, he did his ad reads. Something that you can do, like, you know, later and just splice in. Right. He did them live at the March uh, for women to be in um, reproductive slavery. He did his ad reads. And the best part, is, I mean, just, just the funniest part is that, first of all, a couple of companies have dropped him, I guess. Over this, because we reported to them, but it was like Quip and and ZipRecruiter and all those things you hear about. And I don't know if, like, I want to just, like, grab liberals that I know and, like, shake them by the shoulders and point them at this. 
Is there any more, like, greater indictment of capitalism than the fact that the same companies that advertise on Ben Shapiro's podcast also advertise on Mabim Bam? And for people who don't know, that's my brother, my brother, and me. True, yeah. Like, an u- ultra-lib show. Yeah, like, the mo- just, a, just a liberal paradise of a show. Um, and yeah, that's something, that's something, that's kind of, that's one of the most, one of the best indictments of capitalism you can come up with is that they don't care there isn't there isn't a right or wrong with them. There's no, the, the only right is can I make money? Yeah. And so they don't care if you're literally um, a man who's never had sex in his life telling a woman what she can do with her vagina, or if you're three liberal brothers who are just trying to have a good time. They will advertise if it can make them money. It's like I hate the idea of woke capitalism. That shit sucks so bad. There's no such thing. It's yeah, a made-up fairy tale. Well, there is what capitalism says. There is. It's 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 fucking that Gillette commercial. Did you see that shit? I did see the Gillette commercial. That made everybody go fucking crazy. Yeah, which, people like really lost their minds over that. I mean, funny. unsurprisingly. Oh well, yeah. It's funny for two reasons. Because first of all, the reaction to it proves why it was why it was uh why it was the point of it the entire thing, but also the fact that. You know, Gillette is a, it's just it's a corporation. They, they, they don't actually care about toxic masculinity or men like sexually harassing women. A, they don't give a fuck. They just realize, they did market research and realized that's a that's a demographic that'll pay money for shit. So let's sell them something. They don't actually care. It's, it's, I, I hate the idea that people are gonna like go buy Gillette razors or whatever because they support like feminism or something. They really don't. If the market research yeah. points somewhere else, they go that way. That's something that I've discovered with um, advertising. Because a lot of times, like, you'll, like, a, an, a viral, like, ad will come out. And people will be like, man, what were this? Like, one notable one was Pepsi recently when they had the, like, Kendall Jenner breaks up a riot. that's supposed to be kind of like a Black Lives Matter kind of thing. That was like, it was awful, right? And you're, and you're thinking in your head, oh, how could anyone who knows anything about advertising actually let that pass through? Because, like, it's so fucking stupid. But they didn't care that it was stupid. They cared that people would talk about it. And mm-hmm. people talked about it for fucking months. And I'm sure people were drinking Pepsi during that time. Yeah. Because they don't, they just want to have it, they just want to be in your brain. They don't care if the ad is good anymore. If they come up with a good ad, they'll use it. But if they can't, they'll just do something stupid and controversial and it'll do it. That's what Gillette did. Sure, Gillette, Gillette's ad is great and it's well made, but it doesn't actually mean they care. It just means they know what can make them money right now. Yeah, it's it's literally just a fucking an ad to, to, to sell more fucking razors to a, a, a market that they saw developing. Like it's that's that's all that matters. If if the country if 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 we were seeing like an upswing in like I don't I mean what's the opposite of that commercial like boys will be boys or something I don't know like men gonna grab asses and shit all the time they'd sell to that that demographic. It's just how it is. Although I do like the because a lot of people like sometimes when these commercials come out they'll like oh I'm never using this product again. So we kind of we're kind of in this place where if people keep up this promise, we are soon going to have some scruffy looking overweight men who won't wear Nike products anymore and won't shave. That's true. Because um, they're against Colin Kaepernick for whatever reason. And they're also against being good people. So, yeah, it's just, we're, we're kind of we might if enough companies do this, we might create uh, a bunch of unwashed masses who will just die in their own filth. I love the idea of a guy who sees this commercial and says to himself, no, no, I refuse to conform to society's expectations. I will still harass women. I will still do whatever I feel like whenever I feel like (laughs) doing it. I don't give it. It's like, it's like if if this commercial had said, had said something like, uh, don't harass women and also don't shit yourself. They'd be shitting themselves right now. Yeah, they'd be like, wait, you're trying to tell me that I can't poop on my own body whenever I want to? How about, fuck you? How about, I'll, I'll shit on myself right now. Like, I find the reaction to the ad to be funny and 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 very much worthwhile, even if I don't really care about the message because it's coming from a, a corporation. But, dude, the reaction to it has been so worth the fucking, the, call, the price of admission. Yeah, same thing with the whole, with the whole Nike ad. I fucking love Colin Kaepernick, and I love what he stands for, and I love that Nike kept him as their spokesperson. It doesn't stop the fact that Nike literally uses slave labor to make all of their products. Yeah, They're awful. Sure. But I'm glad that they did that, because it makes so much people mad, and their reactions are hilarious. Yeah. 
it's 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 just us i guess it's us finding uh humor in in how people are so fucking consumed by capitalism and by consumerism that they they, they define themselves with the products that they that they fucking consume like to loop back to the fucking the h bomber guy stream i saw on like uh, a site called kiwi farms which is a, a terrible site for harassing trans people Somebody posted about the whole like voice actor for Donkey Kong coming onto the stream and said that he had ruined the franchise for them forever. Damn. That's good because that means they won't play Tropical Freeze and they'll be missing out. Right, exactly. Like you're gonna you're gonna deny yourself a thing that you enjoy because someone associated with it says something that you disagree with. But like, okay, sure. If the creator of fucking uh, I don't know uh, uh, Final Fantasy came out and said I'm a Nazi, I'd be like, well, okay, I probably can't play Final Fantasy games anymore. But this guy came out and said that transgender people deserve to exist. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But you have to understand, for those people, that's the same thing as saying you're a Nazi for us. That's true. That's I just don't understand it, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I don't know. Especially like with stuff like that, it's like when something like Donkey Kong gets made, there's so many people who work on it. It's like, why do you care what the voice of Donkey Kong thinks? You know? Like, honestly. It's like, if, if you're, I'm saying, if, if it's not like the creator of Donkey Kong, then I'll be like, okay, maybe, there, maybe there's something wrong with this guy. He's like a Nazi. But like, this is just some guy who's just there, you know? It's like if you find yourself getting angry because someone expressed support for a group of human beings who just want to exist, like like trans people. Here's the thing. Trans people, wow. This, do not clip this, anyone out there, what I'm about to say. Even though it doesn't sound that bad, don't take it out of context. Trans people are not equivalent to Nazis. Because trans people just want to exist in the world. I was and, just and about to themselves. say this, by the way. I was just about to say this. But Nazis want other people to not exist in the world. That's the exactly. difference. That's the whole exactly. thing people say. Oh, well, you got to be tolerant of other people's beliefs. Like you, can, no, 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 no. A, a, a society that would tolerate Nazis is a society that would no longer be tolerant because that viewpoint wants to kill other people. You can't tolerate that kind of viewpoint. It's not. It's, it's just not. It's not viable. Yeah, because their existence means that you are tacitly supporting the destruction of another person's existence. Right. With one exception, we can definitely support groups who want to kill the rich. That's fine. Well, yeah, of course. That's a, that's a good thing. Right, and the rich aren't human, so it's all in the clear there. Yeah. I will say animals are probably better than rich people as well. I'd rather have pigs and chickens than I would rich people. Because pigs and chickens produce something useful. That's true. We don't get enough shout-outs to animals on this show, I don't think. We really don't. Yeah. Don't do a lot of work for us by sacrificing your lives to give us food. You know, one of the worst things about the thing that happened that Native American man was on the same day, apparently the cutest dog in the world died. <laughs> so, like, the two trending things on Twitter were, like, Native American man gets harassed by a fucking rich-ass, snobby fucking idiot, and cutest dog in the world dies. And it's like, <laughs> man, this is just a fucked-up day. It was a bad day for everybody, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I saw a great thing the other day about like a um. Do you know this lady? Have you seen the YouTube or the, the Netflix thing about Marie Kondo? Yeah. She's like tight, like tidying up is her thing or whatever. Yeah. Her her whole thing is you just get rid of everything you own. Yeah. Does so you have, you own a blanket and a floor, and that's <laughs> like oh cool you're done you you cleaned up good job. Which you know what I mean hey I'll say this she has some strong points maybe if we if we if we define ourselves less by things we own. We'd be better off. We could, we could, we could, you know, uh, uh, feed less into consumerism. But that's a yeah. different argument. Uh, just the funny thing I saw was all, that someone was flipping through Netflix too fast. I guess you know how sometimes the words won't match up to the images yeah. you're seeing. And it was like tidying up with Marie Kondo, and the picture was like from some documentary about like ISIS fighters. And so it's a guy in a desert with an AK, like shooting at somebody. And you're just like, yeah, all right, man. She's extreme I mean, about this. That is the way to tidy up, you know. <laughs> just kill all, all your excess stuff. in your life. <laughs> kill all your possessions. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. People got so mad about her saying that you should, you should limit yourself to thirty books. Like, 30 books is as many books as one person should have for her or whatever. Yeah. It's like, man, people lost their minds over that shit. Wait, were they like, oh, that's way too few? Yeah, people were like, we need way more than 30 books. That's fine. I, at least that... But here's the thing. I think some people should be forced to own 30 books. 
books. That is true. 30 books. You should have to read 30 books at least in your life. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't read as much as I'd like to anymore, but I've still read quite a lot in my life. And Mm -hmm. I think think we should probably get back to it. Reading (laughs) is a good thing people need to do more. I mean, I read a lot of stuff every day, but it's posts. It's not like... Yeah, I read fucking Reddit all the time. That's not reading. It's not useful in any sense. Yeah. I'm literally... It's like like if you're eating food, what you're eating is garbage. Like, just gobbling down paper plates and coffee grounds. (laughs) It's not even like eating junk food. It's like eating stuff that isn't food. Yeah, like like junk food would be like reading a comic book or something. No, no, no. You're reading Reddit. You you are you are literally eating old banana yeah, peels. I'm eating the bag of potato chip comes in. <laughs> You're just slurping hamburger grease down into your fucking ball. <laughs> like that's what the internet is. Twitter, Twitter, like reading Twitter is the equivalent. That's dude. That's not even eating. You're hooking yourself to a fucking like I don't know a, a butt tube that's pushing yeah. food into you. Like or, or like what used to be food. Like wet sloppy cardboard is being yeah. pushed into your ass. I feel like I love Twitter, but when I'm, like, at the point where I'm watching, like, that guy who's, like, making that make-a-wall rap, and it's, like, remixed with, like, <laughs> Medea's voiceover, I'm like, where am I at? What am I even doing anymore? <laughs> How'd I get here? Yeah. I scrolled way too far. <laughs> Dude, you, you gotta be aware of scrolling. You scroll too far, you'll start seeing some crazy shit. That's true. It reminds me how, like, back in the day, I'm not sure if it works this way anymore, but in Minecraft, there was a thing called the Far Realm or whatever, which is, like, I guess the, the game is, like, it goes on forever, right? But once yeah. you went a certain distance, the, yeah, like, Your processor can only actually render so much, so at some point, it just starts rendering garbage. It just, it's, like, it's like weird, like, alien landscapes and shit. That's what, it, that's what like, going real deep down on the, the scroll reminds me of. Any site, you scroll, you scroll long enough, you'll find a place like that. Oh, man. The internet is a terrifying place sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> Especially once you start looking at the replies to anything. Man, that's the real that's the real nightmare right there. Oh, I fell in that trap recently. I was always like, because I never really look at replies, but then sometimes I'd follow somebody. I'm like, oh, man, they have like 30 replies. I wonder what people are saying. And it's not good. <laughs> it is not good at all. It's all garbage, dude. You go to like any Bernie Sanders tweet recently and it's all people saying, why did you not, why did you not vote on the Russia sanctions bill? Why would you, why are you absent, Bernie? It lost by like 20 votes. Like why, why are you care about this? Yeah. Like who gives a shit about his vote? It wouldn't accomplish anything. Yeah. If any esports fans don't read, uh, Sonic Fox's replies. You know what? I read them one time. They were surprisingly wholesome, actually. There are a lot of wholesome ones, but every, especially if he uh, if he tries to do like a kind of a little, little political thing. Oh my god! You see some re- a real cesspit in the comments. Oh, dude! I remember one, and also Twitter goes out of its way. I've I've noticed to hide bad stuff from you. Like mm-hmm. you have to like click on show other replies or whatever, and that's where the bad stuff is. Yeah. Do you ever go back and look at your own post to see if anyone replied to him that you didn't see? No, I didn't know that was. A, I thought you always had notification if they replied. Nah, man, they hide stuff from you like that. If someone like says a curse word at you, or they fucking like, it can like even detect like even not like like just regular like people disagreeing. It won't notify you. You have to go look for it manually. Damn, they need to make a setting for that because I want to know. Oh, like, me too, man. You're coming. I have so much time in my day. I can me come at you on Twitter. I follow that's, Libertarian that's no the other problem. day for two straight days. Oh, speaking of, actually, we have we actually have a big topic to talk about real quick. Okay. We have we we have probably our best celebrity representative representative so far, mm-hmm. who is very quickly running as fast as she can to the left. Okay, that's Cardi B. That is true. Can we talk about Cardi B first? Because Cardi, Cardi B makes a video on Twitter that is just like Trump is retarded, and she's like she even went as far as to say like oh. You know, if capitalism works so well, then why does it fail here, here, and like listed off a bunch of countries that capitalism just fucking destroyed? Like she is, she is on a wave right now. Yeah. Even to the point where, um, uh, Tommy Laren, Lauren, how do you say her last name? The blonde girl on Fox or wherever she is that says a bunch of stupid shit and is just really bad at her job. Um. She came at Cardi and was just like, oh, why are you – this is my favorite argument that people, these people, these kind of people on Twitter do. is like, oh, why are you spouting off about politics? You're a fucking hip-hop artist. It's like, why does it matter who she is? Well, like, nobody's credentials matter. Everyone has a political opinion. Mm-hmm. 
But she says that. And then Cardi B, in probably the most amazing insult you'll ever throw at Tommy Lauren, says, I will dog walk you. <laughs> Which is honestly something I've never heard someone say. It sounds bad. I don't want to be dog walked. <laughs> it sounds so bad. And it's just so fucking funny that she says that. And then in the weakest weakest show of having any kind of twitter prowess tommy lauren says i'm sure you would it doesn't make your political ramblings any more any less incoherent and i'm like you like not only did you just admit defeat by saying i'm sure you would but then you just reinforced your bad opinion on who's allowed to have opinions it's so it's so disappointing to see people who who post weekly like Tommy Lauren does. She doesn't understand how how you post, and it's it's sad to see. It's like if you're gonna if you are if you honestly want to come after a hip hop artist who has spent her whole life just you know insulting people and making really really like you know hype hip hop songs, why are you gonna come so weak? That's their job. Yeah, you better be prepared. Yeah, that's th- their job is to just constantly spit really good fire. And you don't even, I, I don't know. It's just, it was just one of the weakest things ever to probably one of the most amazing insults I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, man. It, and also, remember how Cardi B did that video a while back about taxes? Yeah. And everyone was saying, oh, she's a libertarian icon. It's like, no, she's not mad about paying taxes. She's mad that her taxes aren't being used for anything useful. Yeah. Like I said, she's she is she is like literally calling out capitalism. Most most people aren't even using that word at, on the liberal side right now. They're not even like trying to say capitalism is a problem. She's right. saying it. She's coming to the left and she's charismatic as hell. That is true. We can get Cardi B on this podcast. Dude. Be a huge bonus for us. Yeah. That'd be amazing. But, but yeah, yeah she's, like, uh, like, she's a mood right now. Like, she said she didn't have a solution, which, to be fair, who really does have a solution to this problem right now? I mean, I mean, I know we have a solution, but no one wants to say it out loud, and no one knows how to implement it just yet. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if you if you have a solution or not. It's, do you see the problem? Yeah, that's true. And she does, which is, like, more than most people are doing. And... The funny thing was, people were talking about the the seventy percent marginal tax rate, and what we've learned about the, the tax rate discussion is that most Americans do not know how the fuck taxes work at all. Yeah, and I'm not one of those nerds who's like, well, actually, the, the taxes work like this. So you see, if you think about it, no, fuck you. They're not going to learn. The, don't don't try and educate these fucking hogs. They don't want to be educated. All right, it's, it's not how it is. But it's so funny to see them accidentally make a good point where they're like. Well, if you really believe that, why don't you uh, donate 70% of your, your income? And I'm like, maybe they should. Maybe rich people should be taxed worse than this plan would, would tax them. Are you kidding me? I'd be so for that. Yeah. It's like, there's a reason for that. Because those people can lose 70% of their income and still be fine. That's the reason. Like, you okay. know, it's, it's it's 70% on every dollar you make past $10 million, okay? So that's, that, that's, a, that's whatever. Yeah. But if you got taxed 10 per, like 70% uh, on $10 million, you still have $3 million left. Yeah. You know who needs $3 million? Honestly, no person in the world needs that much money. That's literally... And that's not even that get, much. Once you get past a million dollars, and even then, that's pretty high. Like, 500 k in my opinion... You are in an amount of money that the state should be handling, not individuals. Yeah. So, uh, Cardi B, come on the podcast. <laughs> if you're listening, we'd love to have you on here. Um, I'm sure she's a listener. She has, That's probably where she got all of her rant material from. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Man. And we don't care. You, you don't even have to credit us. Just come no. on the podcast. It'll be nice if you give if you could throw us up a, a link to our... Uh, to our, our podcast, we get yeah. some listens out of it. Let me let me feature on one of your tracks. Oh, there that's we all go. I want. Seth, can you give us a little preview of what that would sound like? Um, no, please was, don't. That was actually, it. Never mind. That was it. He edited it out. What actually? What I did? <laughs> so. Oh man, <laughs> it was really um, good though, right? <clears throat> yeah, it was great, dude. I, I loved hearing it. Uh, I'm trying. Seth, do you got anything else left? Any, any more any more stories from the week for you? No. Not really. Uh, we, we've we've uh, we've seen a different swath of movies recently, so we ha- wouldn't have any consensus as to talk about. Yeah, there, I went and saw so. Glass. 
Yeah, and I saw Into the Spider-Verse. I think I already talked about it, but yeah. Yeah, which I should have seen while it was in theaters, but I never really yeah, could find time. Yeah, didn't have time. That's, that's, that's a good excuse. Um, <laughs> but I had time to see Glass. Yeah, you went and saw Glass, so fucking the third part in a series no one knew existed. <laughs> Dude, you, you gotta give you gotta give Shyamalan credit. He did a twist ending inside of a twist ending already. Okay, so I gotta I gotta ask something real quick. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct pronunciation? Shyamalan? Yeah. I have no clue. That's what I've, that's what I've always heard. But because I've my no my entire life I've heard Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Night Shyamalan. I've never I've heard him heard say it. It's only been white people, so who knows? That's true. I've never even heard his voice before. Yeah, you have. I mean, yeah, he's in... Which one is he in? All of them. Oh, yeah, he does. He has a small part in all of them, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it's not memorable enough for me to know. He's just a normal guy's voice. I mean, it's just a regular dude. Yeah. But the funny thing is, by the way, if you, if you, if you go see Glass and also watch Split, remember how he's in Unbreakable as a drug dealer? Yeah. Uh, he has story arc in all three movies. That's amazing. The same character, by the way. That's good. That's good for an old M-, M. Knight. He's always setting up dominoes and knocking them down. You at least expect to do it inside your brain. Yeah, I mean, I think that M. Night Shyamalan overall makes like pretty shit movies, but he has a, like he has two movies, Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense, that are like fucking incredible movies and Mm -hmm. two of the best movies that you can watch especially if you like to study like films and stuff like see them um but even then even his bad movies i've i've actually honestly enjoyed watching a couple of them just because you know it's at least kind of fun to guess like what his little twists are gonna be and then so especially at least for like a one-time watch they're actually not the worst things in the world so yeah i actually actually have a lot of respect for that guy except for the last amber movie which is just fucking insanely stupid that felt like he didn't want to do that movie, and the, but, but I mean the money was so good, right? Yeah, I guess they just I guess they honestly just wanted a big name director, and I feel like maybe you should chose a different big name director because it's not really his style. But hey, it's like the dude got big because of the twist endings. He came up with a I mean, dude. Let's let's all, let's not all kid ourselves here. The twist ending of Six Sense fucked everybody up when they first saw it. Oh, Six Sense, because like Six Sense, I had had spoiled for me long before I ever saw it because mm-hmm. it's just like one of the biggest twists ever. But the the twist in Unbreakable is legit one of the best I've ever like not had spoiled for me. Like, I, still, I, I was so surprised by that. I still maintain unpopular opinion I'm about to express here that Signs belongs on the good movies list. You think Signs belong? I have not. Uh, to be to be fair, I have not seen the movie in forever. Mm-hmm. I might give it a second chance because sometimes I can give a movie a second chance and I like it. I might give that movie a second chance to see if it's any good. I, I enjoyed the the sense of creeping dread that it had. It was it was very creepy. It was a very creepy movie, which I, th- I thought was uh, well pulled off. The twist ending. I mean, okay, whatever. It's the War of the Worlds. All right, we did this again. That's fine. Yeah. The village. Oh boy, <laughs> not quite so much. Yeah, that movie is uh like I said for a one time watch where I'm just trying to like guess what's gonna happen. It was like okay, mm-hmm. but it's overall yeah, it's not very good. But yeah, it's like bad when you get known to be a gimmick director. Like, oh, he has twist endings. So now everyone sees your movies thinking, what's the twist ending? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where he fell into. And I kind of wish that he would try to do some movies where he didn't have twists. But almost every movie, I mean, pretty much every movie he does still does do the twist thing. I think Lady in the Water had a twist middle. Yeah. I and mean, once again, now that, no, no matter what, there's always a big twist in the movie. I think maybe that's one true. that he should try and just do like a straightforward, you know, drama or something. where and it can still be like weird and kooky like he kind of makes his movies um but yeah I don't, I don't know there are there are two twists to the end of glass one of them you you will not see coming because it literally has no telegraphing at all the other one you probably will see coming because it's it's pretty obvious if you've watched any movie ever what what's going on wow but i'm gonna I think, feel really stupid if i don't guess this <laughs> but but i think that i think that uh He's setting you up with the, with the second twist to not notice the first one coming. Mm, okay. So you've guessed the second twist, and then all of a sudden the first one hits you, and you're like, wait, hold, what? And then the second one kicks in, and you're like, oh, I was looking this way. I should be looking the other way the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. People, if, you, if you've seen Unbreakable and Split, and you enjoy those films, uh, go watch Glass, because it was an enjoyable watch. I would not call it a good movie, but it's an in, it's enjoyable ending to that, that series. Yeah, no but this series. is coming from the podcast that didn't like first reformed, so maybe we're wrong. 
Maybe we're the fucking dumbest people in podcasts because we didn't like that stupid-ass movie. Uh, yeah, the, the prequels were good, and uh, Venom ruled. So, there you go. Okay, that's not the official opinion of this <laughs> podcast. I just want to point that out. That is, uh, the prequels, yes. Venom, no. <laughs> um, well, I think that's it, Seth. Yeah, I think that's a, it's been a, been a tight tight podcast for us. Yeah. Uh, um, so, let's see here. Um, I'm on Twitter. I am uh, at MCSurf. I'm on Twitter at Life of Seth. Our art is done by the illustrious, mysterious Marcus Barkley. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's on Twitter at, like, the Ben Powell or some bullshit. And he has a podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about um, wrestling, and they're both Southern. So if you're into that, check that out. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's see here. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck Kevin Durant and First Reformed. And Tom Brady. And Oh, yeah. Tom Brady is back on the fucking shit list. Hell yes. In fact, I'm, I'm taking the other two off temporarily. Right now, it's just fuck Tom Brady. And uh, we've stopped trying to solve our problems. We're just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Illinois Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. <laughs>